I don't like where this podcast is going. It's it's complicated and confusing. Of course, I don't know, but I think it's going to get more complicated before it gets less. Do, do you suppose we'll talk about any coffee varieties? Mm, we might. <gasps> varieties that, 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 that are natural genetic mutations? Uh, some, but mostly we'll talk about varieties and varietals and cultivars. Varieties? And varietals? And cultivars. Varieties and varietals and cultivars? Oh my. Varieties, varietals, and cultivars? Oh my. Varieties and varietals and cultivars? Oh my. Varieties, varietals, and cultivars? Oh my. Varieties, varietals, and cultivars? Oh my. That's in our crazy ideas. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> I'm Kenneth Thomas, and you're listening to Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Coffee 101 is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know about coffee. Season 1 takes us on coffee's journey from seed to shelf. If you're thinking, why are we still talking about the farm? Be patient, Daniel son. We have to build a good foundation before we can build the house. Just keep listening to Coffee 101. Why does diversity in coffee matter? How has coffee evolved on its own and by human hands to get us to the coffee we drink today? And is the coffee today the best coffee's ever going to be? I'm joined by my coffee friends, Stefan Tribble and Steph Parsons. If you've listened before, you know Stefan, but Steph is new to the show, so let's welcome her first. Steph, what's up? Hey, good to be good to here. On, yeah, good to have you on the show. And then, of course, uh, all our one-on-oneers out there, they know Stefan. It's good for the Stephs to overtake the Kenneths on the show here. <laughs> That's, right. Uh, yeah. Steph and Steph That's right. So we had we had the the <laughs> totally quirky and awesome uh, intro. Oh my! Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. So today we are talking about varieties. Varietals and cultivars. Glad you're writing the checks, Kenneth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Making the decisions. Exactly. And um, we're going to do two things. We're going to give a little background on what coffee varieties are and why it's important for you to know. And then we'll discuss some of the actual coffee varieties, specifically of Coffea Arabica. And... Um, there's a bunch of them out there, but we're going to talk about the ones that I think are probably more interesting and more common uh, out there in the world. Um, so that's really about it. I'm going to jump right in, and I'm going to go ahead and get the boring part out of the way. So taxonomy, okay? Do not stop this podcast right here. Just crunch <laughs> through the next crunch through the next like 20 seconds so of course we may have some coffee geeky people out there that love to listen to all these fun terms and words so. they probably exactly. do and, and uh you know as a professor once told me that if you if you don't know how to pronounce something say it loudly so i'm going to convincingly like pronounce this stuff um but secretly 
I will tell y'all that I have no idea how to pronounce some of these things, at least on the taxonomy. Yeah, I mean, you know, just go with the flow. All right. All right. Glad you're the one saying it first. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) start at the top. So kingdom, coffee is in the plantae kingdom. Phylum, under that, it's in the angiosperma phylum. Under that is class, and it's the asteridae or asteridae uh, class. Order is gentianales. Family is rubaceae. I totally probably messed that <laughs> word up. Rubaceae. Genus, this is where we start getting into what we recognize. So genus is caffea. That's C-O-F-F-E-A. Species that we're going to be talking about specifically today is Arabica. And then under that are varieties. And so let me ask the two of y'all. So why why is it important to even be talking about coffee varieties? Like, like what, what difference does it make? I think a, a big thing is, is probably to the average coffee drinker. It's something they probably don't think about. But that you think about, it's a plant, it's an agricultural product, and so obviously, like you said, it comes from the the kingdom. Like, what what is the overall arcingness of the chemical makeup or the the makeup of the plant, all the way down to obviously the species and the variety, mm-hmm. which is what we're really talking about today. Yeah. And I I think it's really interesting to understand, I guess, where your coffee comes from, different parts of the world, and different varieties that make up different parts of the world. Right, and then how does it get to your cup? At least for me, I, I think I'm kind of I tend to lean towards maybe the geeky side of it. So I like to know maybe a little bit more about that information. I'm definitely you, leaning Steph? towards flavor. You know, like yeah. if it's going to affect how it tastes to me, then it's something that's important to me as far as coffee goes. Especially when it's the first thing you drink in the morning, I need it to yeah. be something that I like. And if there are different varieties to determine what I like, then I need to know what variety that is. Absolutely. And, and that's a, that's a great point. And varieties do make a big difference in what the actual cup, uh, tastes like. So that's, that's a big part of it. And the one oneer out there after listening to this specific podcast should be able to, if they see varieties, varietals or cultivars on the bag, they should be able to say, okay, well, if it's Catawba, then that means uh, it should taste like fill in the blank with all other things being equal, all other things being like how it's processed and things like that. So, and I think that's what makes a good a good uh, a good roaster is someone a, a good roasting company that can source from where they're getting their beans and obviously putting the information on the packaging, so that you as the consumer can get as much information where it's grown, what it's you know, is it a blend versus a single. And then getting down even to what the variety is of the coffee, and that can really give you some indicators. As Steph was saying, like, what are you, what are you going to taste in the cup? So maybe before you try it, it's a brand new bag of coffee. But if you understand and you listen to this one-on-one podcast and you're kind of getting some of these base terms out there, you're going to kind of be able to identify and and pick a better coffee, hopefully. Well, and the um, you know for the farmer side, it makes a difference as far as how robust that coffee tree or coffee bush is like how quickly it's producing how compact it is how easy you can access the beans how how resistant it is to disease and uh so those are i would say those are the two big things is is taste for us consumers and then all that other stuff for the farmers yeah because the 
farmer, it's it's money they got to produce, and so some some may use varieties that are you know because again a coffee plant can be various sizes, bush, tree type, you know all different types of sizes, and as you're saying, how often does it produce, and how quickly can they pick, and sometimes that can mean a payday or not. So um, that's why we have different varieties sometimes in different parts. Well, let let's step back one second and let's answer the big question: What the heck? is the difference between variety and varietal and cultivar. I'll let one of y'all take it away. <laughs> you go for it. You found that answer earlier. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, the big thing to think about kind of in the, the variety versus varietal is the variety is, is the, I guess, the technical term. It's, it's, the, it's the scientific term to what the coffee is inside the species of Arabica, whereas the varietal, um, and for those that are maybe in the wine, are also into wine, that kind of has a similar context. It has to do with the actual taste associated with the beverage. Now, variety and varietals, there is some industry discussion, and there probably is some people that think one way or another, but I think that the generalness of people, and something, again, as Stephanie alluded to, I had to just double-check my notes earlier uh, before we started the podcast, is, you know, the variety the varietals kind of is a term associated more with the beverage or the end product end product of the variety where the variety speaks to this physical product or the physical agricultural thing that is grown. Yeah. So like, so like you could say in this cup, we have a Katura varietal. Correct. Right? Yep. Um, but you're also not wrong to say Katura variety. Variety. Yeah, you're yeah. never you're never wrong yeah. in any of this. Correct. To, so when in doubt, say variety. Say variety. Yeah. yeah. And what about cultivar? Uh, so cultivars um, kind of revert to something that is uh, you know modified or that is engineered. So it's not like a natural occurring variety or the plant that we that kind of dates back. It's something that has been kind of cross produced or cross trained or engineered to be what it is now. That's correct. So so it would be something where we as humans have had and have intervened uh, to to make it what it is. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's it's a technical term um, that is different than a genetic mutation. Um, and when we get into the specific varieties, we'll talk about some of the genetic mutations. And again, you're not wrong to say coffee variety if it is a cultivar because that would be the umbrella term and then you have more technical terms under that being varietal and being cultivar so yeah so that's really about it on that so varietal comes from a variety and a cultivar is cultivated or made by somebody kind of a destination that's right see you guys are here to answer all of my questions (laughs) (laughs) not just the one-on-oneers let's be honest you're intentional about how you schedule your priorities grow relationships and even how you take care of your body that includes the coffee you drink you desire something chocked full of antioxidants and anti-inflammatories that actually taste good black You won't settle for anything less. That's why you drink Humble Coffee. Using specialty coffees that only have cupping scores at or above 84, 
and consistently ranking among the highest specialty coffee roasters in the U.S., Umbel embodies that intentional, never-settle approach. It's the fuel you need to pursue your passion. This is really cool to me, is there are tons, and by tons, I mean 2,000 to 3,000 different varieties of what is under the umbrella term of heirloom when you see that on a bag from Ethiopia. So um, when we get into the specific varieties and the two big ones being Tipica and Bourbon, um, that that's just that's just two. Well, really, it's really even Bourbon is from Tipica, and and that is one variety of two or three thousand that are found in uh, like naturally occurring in Ethiopia, and the vast, vast, vast majority are not even officially, um, I guess, named or or you know specified. Yeah, each. You know, again, if you go back to the history of coffee that we talked about in the earlier one, obviously it kind of originates there, and there's some dating of where coffee originated from, but obviously the consensus is the Ethiopian region area, and so there's tons of different plants, and every farm and every farmer could have a slightly different variety, as you said, heirloom variety of of coffee. Right, yep, and so we know that, like, from previous episodes that coffee went to Yemen first, and that's where it originally uh, was cultivated as a agricultural product, and um, that would have been Tipica. So that would have been the Tipica variety, and it was that one variety that then spread out over all of the world, all of the world over you know a few centuries, we'll say. Um, so I, I just think I think that's kind of a an interesting thing to just stop and think about is um, when we're looking at some of the challenges with coffee production and climate change and um, leaf rust and all this other stuff, there's thousands of varieties that are still out there that we, that are untapped. Like we have no idea. Um, Anyway, it's pretty fascinating to me. Big thank you to whoever smuggled that out of Yemen, you know, like they all started there. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. And so they went to, of course, Java, and uh, then the French got it from the Dutch, and between the two of them, the world was populated. Uh, You know, they sent it over to Martinique. Um, So, yeah, that's about it. So, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, flavor and how important that is, and how crazy it is that half of the taste that we get in our cup comes from the farm. So, you know, with varietal processing, how it's picked and the sun versus how much shade and elevation, soil pH, all of that stuff, putting that all together uh, about 10 to 20% from the water used and 10 to 20% from the actual brewing method gets to be part of that flavor that gets to end up in our cup. And uh, that just, it blows my mind just how much the process affects it almost more than the actual bean, you know? Um, All the things from handling it create that flavor in the way that it's used, which is why there are so many different cups and every cup is different that you have. I would agree. I think, too, you know, a lot of people just think about, again, the roasting or the brewing of the cup, you know, and 
really it all starts long before then getting to your cup. It's not just about the roasting. It's not just about the brewing, but it's about what was before then. Where did it come from? How did it get here? Yep. So like, like Steph said, about 50% of the actual taste is dependent on the farm, which part of that is the variety, but you also have the processing method and some of that other stuff like pH of the soil and things like that. 20 to 30%, uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, comes from what the roaster does. 30% was from a roaster, but yeah. And well, <laughs> I've seen a couple, I've seen a couple, I've seen, I've seen 30% and then 20% from the brew method, but then I've seen another stat where they brought the water used into it. So then they, that's a whole nother episode, yes, water and yeah, coffee. Yeah. So they yeah. took those, they took those percentages down. So they said, so we're going to say 20 to 30% from the roaster, 10 to 20, or we'll say 10 to 15 from the water and 10 to 20 from the actual brew method. So there's a lot of things that go into um, giving it that flavor profile that you want. But hopefully by the end of the show today, you'll at least know the different varieties and how those can affect the flavor specifically. And then you can start narrowing down that perfect cup that you can make. Exactly. And I think we're talking about varieties, just like any other type of agricultural product or any other type of plant out there, whether it's flowers, trees, lilies, tulips, dandelions, and lions and tigers and bears. Let's not relive that. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you have those different things. Just like in wine, you have Chardonnays and Merlots and beers, IPAs and Pilsners. That all date, that all not dates, but all comes back to what goes into it. How does it get there? What's the product that makes it? Um and just like flowers, all, all the varieties can look a little different. You know, you have different things that go into it. Yeah, and so with that, we're, we're talking about morphology. Yeah. Or like what, what makes it look different. And with the coffee plants uh, specifically, you, know, you look at the leaf, like the shape, color, size, the plant shape and size. Uh, some are very short and bush-like. Some are super tall. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this thing called the internodal distance, which is just the distance between your, your like branch points. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, and we'll talk about this, uh, when we get into some of the specifics, when that internodal distance is shorter, then more compact potentially can produce more. Yeah. More coffee cherries. Yeah. In a denser area. Right. Again, that goes back to, yeah. yeah. And that goes back to why, you know, some farmers may not just because the variety that end up there in the coffee producing region that they're in, but also why they select a specific variety to produce. Because obviously, again, how much can they make and how much can they produce? That hadn't even crossed my mind for that being an influence on what they would choose. The distance between branch points for it to be able to produce. That's crazy. So that makes... um, the larger productions just based on how far away the branches are from each other on the plants. Yep. (laughs) That's all the time we have today. It was a pleasure having Steph and Stephanie on the show. And I hope that you can join us next week as we continue this talk on varieties, varietals, and cultivars. Oh my. We're going to talk about all of the different varieties themselves and how that can make a difference in how your cup tastes. So join us next week. And hey, 
while you're at it, give us that five-star rating and make sure you follow the show. We read every single review and appreciate all the support we've gotten. Follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The links are in the show notes, but you can also just look up Humble Coffee on your favorite social media. We'll see you next time on Coffee 101.